good evening and welcome to the Farmers Day edition of Newsnight. is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi we're on Love 99.5 FM and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We're live on Facebook also on myjoyonline.com Coming up tonight And the light of the stars has once again been dimmed as Ghana crashes out of the World Cup after missing crucial opportunities to beat Uruguay to qualify to the next stage of the competition. My disappointed. Pa, 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 pa. We don't know them, we afraid them or what. I don't know, I don't understand that thing. But was it a sweet revenge after all as Luis Suarez's Uruguay also lost out on qualifying in spite of beating Ghana with two goals? Um, it looks like a lot of Ghanaians are jubilating about that. That one, they're very, very, very happy. I'm very happy for it. The Uruguay will lose. We too will lose. If we draw, draw. I'm not too sad. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. No, because Suarez wanted to eliminate us and we are all going home. Also tonight, nurses at the Meishia District Hospital call off the strike and suspends the intended roadmap for a full-scale industrial action immediately to allow the committee set up by the National Service Secretariat to carry out its mandate. The deadline we gave, the 72 hours that we were foreseeing that Mr. Alex Foku, Mensa would, would be fired, we have not seen that. So nurses and midwives of Meishia District Hospital are not going to work. We'll get to hear from some patients who were earlier affected by the action. We will plead with them. Mensha Hospital is our first point of call and almost all the chiefs that come to me, that is our first point of call. And then also tonight, President Ekofado hails the success of the planting for food and jobs market, saying it is a major boost towards food security. Our flagship program, Planting for Food and Jobs, PFJ, with its focus on improving farm productivity through the use of technology on farm, has succeeded in increasing our food security. We have more here as a 43-year-old mechanical engineer is a judge national best farmer. That and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. hoping that I could give you good news tonight but um, this sound was supposed to inspire us and spare us on but unfortunately the stars failed to shine. Our light has been dimmed by Uruguay and um, they've scored twice in the first half within a space of five minutes going into the game. Ghana hoped to at least 
uh, get a draw to secure a place in the round of 16. Also, many hoped Ghana would triumph over Suarez's Uruguay as an act of revenge for eliminating Ghana from the 2010 World Cup. It appears it's happened again. Captain of the Black Stars, Andre Didier missed a penalty in the first half, whereas the opponents went two goals up. On the streets of Circle, many supporters of the Stars were unhappy with the Stars' performance. We can hear from some of them. Performance be poor. We and uh, these people. Last Korea, that one performance is good than this performance. So let them do the something. About- <laughs> striker in this war? Who is a defender? We, we don't see defenders. The moment the ball comes to a half, the ball is in the net. The moment the ball comes to a half, the ball is in the net. So who is defending the ball? Who is giving the part to the striker, striker to score? So the whole setup is poor. I think the coach will sit up and find the problems and solve it to win the match. Because the are, we are waiting to see Ghana will win this match today. This one is more painful. Because we don't repeat mistake twice. So I'm expecting the day to realize what happened 12 years ago and go the women's score. But it will bring the, some little hope into us. But the way he, he shot the ball, I see, yes, I cast one boy. Come on, it's not nice at all. Some fans there reacting, um, interacting with my colleague, uh, Michael Ashale, during the game. Matt, there's some consolation for fans. Um, some fans, I should say, they say um, South Korea has um, qualified to the round of 16 and Uruguay will not qualify. So we are in the same soup. Listen to some of them. Like Ghana, I don't say Ghana, we so no way we do anytime. Why we don't know them, we are afraid them or what? I don't know. I don't understand that thing. Another time where we go, God fight beyond. We know the few go forward. We are going home with Uruguay, so you are happy at least, right? Ah, very happy. That one, they're very, very, very happy. I'm very happy for it. The Uruguay will lose. We too will lose. If we draw, draw. Master, thank you very much. What's your name? Michael. Michael, great. So, Michael, you are not too sad, right? Are you? I'm not too sad. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. No, because Suarez wanted to eliminate us, and we are all going home. Yes. But overall, what do you make of the of the gameplay of the Black Stars? The performance was low. I mean, it was only the second half they only they played better, but the, in general, their the performance was low. Yes. Thank you very much, Michael. Um, so finally, uh, let me speak to my gentleman. So Ghana lost, but <laughs> are you happy or sad? Ah. But my disappointed, papa, 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 papa. My disappointed. If it, just say, blame me now. If you come my goalkeeper, if you come my, if I say, head coach Nakasa, head coach Nakasa, what chum say? What's up? Head coach, what chum say? Or no, I scatter coach you. Head coach, oh, to add, or no, I chum say, you coach Nakasa, Nakasa, or no, I chum say, scatter coach. Because who are private to suffer, Tao Shako? Who are private to Sadane if you are banned? Oh, one mama to Naben Chat to Naben Chat. Debia Jordan Ayu, Debia Baba Raman. Oh, I pray give your message to bench. Then you saw those to bench. Some pray women are made of bench. One from us and I said, one person only on my boy. I don't know who from the Amukoye. Oh, oh, 
Oh, private is a Jewish shop. What's your banchino? What banchino? What do you have to say? Baba Rama, I call welcome. Sunday service. Some fans there expressing their pain and others excited that indeed Uruguay is not also not heading to the round of 16. Um, interactions there with Michael Ashali. Let me take you to Qatar now. Uh, Muftao Nabila is with the team in Qatar, joins us uh, via Zoom. Muftao, um, I, I hope the team is doing well. You're very close to the team, but tell us about the mood. I'm sure it's that of sadness, but what's the talk there? We just we just picked up about heading back to the far hotel. Um, the mood of everyone uh, is a scene. We are in a funeral ground. Quite unfortunate that the black stars uh, had their destiny in their own hands, but unfortunately they didn't take advantage of that destiny, and it was thrown through the window. South Korea, who were initially down came from behind to qualify. The most painful thing for many people that I have interacted with is that this is the second time Ghana got a penalty against Uruguay. A penalty that, uh, that could have maybe motivated the team and then qualified them to the next round of the tournament. But unfortunately for the second time, Ghana missed out on that penalty. So Uruguay for the second time has denied Ghana an opportunity of progressing to the next stage of the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, many of my colleagues here continue to argue about the, the penalty that was taken by Andrea. Well, Muftal, I can hear the lamentations in the background. It will be interesting to hear what exactly it is that they're talking about, your colleagues that you're on the bus with. I, I can hear them lamenting. Can, can you have an engagement with them so we actually know what their sentiments are? <laughs> well, like, like, like you mentioned, many of them are lamenting. And uh, what happened? Bad selection, poor leadership on the pitch by the captain. In the end, it was a case of two days, two days bad. Um, we, we tried to push it late effort, but Uruguay were also determined to qualify. And I feel like this game actually was lost on the bench because the coaches should have taken charge of this game. If we are taking charge, we are going with the right selection. I think that the energy that we expended in that second half is something we should have expended in the first half. We would have had a bigger turnaround. And I, I'm surprised at the body language of Andrea Yu after he missed the penalty. He's a leader who's left this team for a long time. Um, if you are a leader, your body language will wrap up on the rest of your team. And so I was really surprised. The shoulders dropped, the head dropped, and he was really suffering. So I, I think that it was a leadership problem, both on the pitch and also on the back. Okay. A leadership problem? On the pitch and also from the dugout. Just, just tell me, how disappointed are you that Ghana failed to beat Uruguay and also to qualify for the next round of the World Cup? But we are all disappointed about the, the black stars to perform well. the first time when we come back from the second half, the two substitutions made the team change more and all in all. It can be sensing, so we we take it down with us. That is football, he says. What about you? First of all, coaching. I think the coach, the coach was wrong. Had everything wrong. The substitutions was was wrong. Even the starting lineup was so wrong. Um, and secondly, um, I think um, um, I just think the, the whole team weren't they weren't really up to it in the first half. Um, very easy to understand that the pass wasn't good. 
And the second half, when they're trying to do the basics, it was already too, they already too. Uh, but I just think it wasn't our day, really. Um, they created some good chances in the second half, though, but I don't think it was our day. Uh, but better luck next time. I hope, I hope the manager learns from this, the players learn from this. Hopefully, maybe we do all the next half. I'm in, this, in the bars with Fancy Gadam and Sheriff Fancy Gunlu. Did you say Fancy Gadam? Did you say Fancy Gadam? Yes, I'm here with Fancy Gadam and Sheriff Fancy Gunlu. Fancy. You were at the stadium. You saw Ghana against Uruguay. How disappointed are you with the outcome that you witnessed today? I don't even know what to talk about. We are all born. We are all sad. Ghana has supported us. Our black, black stars. I was listening for us to win them training. We did that training about, you know, and the day the sports. And the day and the day. Your TV has been shocked, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm very, I'm very shocked. I'm very sad. Very sad. Very sad, he says. Let me speak to Sheriff Um, You were sitting up there watching the boys run, chase the ball. I took a look at you and uh, you took your eyes off, 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 off the pitch. What happened? Well, Muftar, we can hardly hear Sharifa, but please ask her and Fancy Gadam, were they there to perform or just to watch the game? What, what exactly is their mission there? It's specific because um, the Black Stars uh, has disappointed Ghanaians, has disappointed. You know, the thing is, this penalty, when I was thinking, my brother was saying, no, they should let this play something. Because you know, he was shivering. Yeah. So he shouldn't have played. The coach would have called the attention. Hey, let this person play. But I don't know what just happened. He shouldn't have played. Because, like, we win the penalty. We will come home with two If Ghana had taken advantage of that penalty, probably could have won two zero. That was it. If you can hear me, please, I want to find out if Sharifa and Fancy Gadam, I know Kim Promise is also there on a different uh, mission there as well, but were they there for a musical concert this evening if Ghana had one? What exactly um, were they supposed to be doing? Um, Fancy, if Ghana had one, were you going to give us a musical concert or something? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I was going to perform for the fans, if, if, if Ghana had won, but you know now, all of us, myself and the fans, our, our morale is so down, and we can't do anything. So, I'm very sad. I'm very sad. Let me just hear from Sheriff Party too. Uh, you are here to perform for, for, for Ghanaian fans, unfortunately, they don't work out there. That was also, uh, has, that, has that also affected uh, the plans of performing for the supporters? Yeah, you know, the, you know, no one is, is going to watch. No, we, 
Okay, Mokrao, I'll have to leave you at this point because we can hardly hear uh, Sharifa Tiguno. That's my colleague, Muftao Nabila, there interacting with some fans, including Fancy Gadam and then Sharifa Tiguno. Uh, you've heard them. They were there to perform a musical concert for fans this evening. <laughs> the Black Stars had triumphed um, to this, uh, the round of 16, right? Yeah. But um, Uruguay uh, gave us uh, a thrashing defeat. Two, two nil, two goals, right? Yeah. Two nil. And Fento Tahir Fento was in commentary position for us. I'm still trying to recover. So, yeah. but how did you cope? Because watching was not easy, and for you to be composed. Yeah, I mean, when the second goal went in, my voice broke, obviously, because <laughs> if you understand the way football works, you knew that from then on there was no way back for the Black Stars, given how Uruguay play, how they have played throughout this competition. They've always been super tight at the back. They considered two goals against Portugal, but that flattered the result because throughout the match, they, um, they really defended well. In fact, against South Korea, the South Koreans did not have a single shot on target mm-hmm. against Uruguay throughout 19 minutes. So defensively, they've always been a very, very solid team. So at the moment, and we all spoke about this before the match, that if we conceded first, it was game over. And to concede second after mm-hmm. that, we all just knew that there was no way back for the Black Stars. Yeah. And that's why, perhaps, like I said, the moment that second goal went thing, I knew it was done. But what, would, what is it with the Black Stars this time, at least with the three games that we watched? All the goals comes in doubles and then within a space of up to about five minutes yeah what really is going on it was two minutes against portugal they considered two goals against south korea was f- uh, was three minutes they considered two goals in three minutes against uruguay the two goals came in five minutes so it's a worrying trend and clearly the the opponents knew that and that's why some of us are a bit disappointed that the technical team didn't take notice of that um, because it is important. They, you know, in football they say you're most vulnerable the moment after scoring, but you're also most vulnerable the moment after you concede because mm. you could while you're trying to gather your yourself, you could easily concede another one. And they always and they could spot that the black stars had a problem with that because there was a trend and everybody is mm-hmm. taking full advantage. And the players know it. But it's up to the technical team to be intentional about that approach. The moment they concede the first goal, it is up to them to let them understand that we can't let that happen. Mm. In the next two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, you can't concede again. Because otherwise, it makes it more difficult for you to chase the game. Mm. But I think it's, it gives a much larger problem with Otoado, a consistent theme of only performing well in one half. Okay. And we saw that against Brazil. The first half... Ghana were absolutely trashed, okay, in the first half. Ghana considered three goals. The second half, he made changes. They came and then they played. They didn't score in the second half. And then everybody said, okay, okay, the second half was good, all right? But that's one half. The game is not played over one half. It's played over two halves. Look at the World Cup. We were brilliant in the first half against Portugal. We didn't concede. We come in the second half, we concede three goals, Mm -hmm. and we lose the game. And then we say, oh, the first half template was good. No. It's 90 minutes. Look at again, look at South Korea. Okay, South Korea, same thing. Second half, first half, sorry, brilliant. Okay, we scored two goals. We were cruising. Second half, things fall apart. Mm. Okay, the South Koreans scored two goals, and suddenly we found ourselves wanting and needing to score another one in order to win the game. But that second half, we lost that second half. This match, same. 
it all fell apart in the first half. I can hear the hearts breaking in your in your voice because half. you were hoping not to go home yes. uh, no, today and see, stay out for two days. I, but really, what happened to the day after he missed that penalty? It appears that he had just lost it. He was not in the game anymore, and leadership was not provided for the other teammates. I correct? think, in all honesty, we have to have a conversation about Andre Ayew and his overall impact. Even by missing the penalty throughout this competition, he scored against Portugal the first game. But his overall contribution in the matches, apart from the moments that he's always had, was absolutely missing. Okay, throughout the entire competition. Mm. He doesn't have the legs anymore. He doesn't have the needed impact anymore. And maybe he should have been benched. And you spoke about the leadership. Leadership is very, very important. Okay? Mm. But the leadership will come from your own consistent performances because you can't just be a leader walking around and, and asking other people to run. Exactly. And it's not his fault because he's been there than that. Okay, he's played, he's, he's made the most appearances for Ghana in the history of the national team. He has had better days, but those better days are behind him now. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we had an honest conversation about where we stood with the you perhaps he wouldn't have started that match. So that is one issue. Mm-hmm. But the other issue is also the technical team. Okay, okay the changes that they made to the team that played against South Korea. I'm not exactly sure why Gideon Mensah was benched for Baba Rahman because he had a really good game against South Korea. Baba Rahman came in, it didn't do too well in this match in particular. And then you're looking at all of the other changes that he made in terms of even reaction because he's become a bit of a reactionary coach. Yeah. Okay, because the best coaches set up to win from the start you can always wait until things go south before you try to rescue it. And for me, I think today he didn't do himself any favors with his team selection. Also, I thought the changes came late but because okay. the moment we consider that second goal, you don't need to wait till the end of the first half to start chasing the game. Now, we are going to bank our hopes on Cameroon, at least, uh, for <laughs> this evening's game. And we have commentary. And the chances right? are very slim as well. Yeah, we for have chances. Cameroon too. They have one point. What is it with Africa? Uh, well, we have two teams in the round of 16 already. Mm-hmm. Senegal, Senegal and Morocco have mm-hmm. done well. Uh, so maybe Cameroon and uh, uh, OSI. But you see, this is already the most successful tournament in terms of matches won by African teams yeah. in the history of the World Cup. African teams have won five matches at this World Cup. It had That's never great. happened at any other World Cup in the history of the World Cup. So already, there is something to celebrate there. Okay. But uh, we've been used to so much disappointment, we have to take the small wins. At least our MPs and ministers will come home as well. And not okay. just them. And then we can we can and talk about trans- our budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. Thank you very much, Fento. <laughs> we'll be looking out for commentary this evening. Cameroon versus Brazil. We'll see how it goes. But some, speaking of uh, ministers and um, MPs in Qatar, some young Ghanaians are unhappy about the lifestyle and attitudes of leadership in the country in the midst of the economic crisis, citing the recent travels by these uh, government officials to Qatar. They've been speaking on the Super Morning Show. Uh, We'll get to hear from them on this, but these are some of the highlights as well. This looks promising for Ghana. for the goalkeeper and we've just seen the collision between Kudus and Rochette penalty 
school right now. The best idea was not to go all the way to Qatar. I'm sure they could have found a way to uh, find a big screen, gather themselves and watch it on the big screen. But as the country is suffering, I don't think that that was the best idea at all. He didn't have to fly all the way just to go and see the match. All of them going is not necessary. Maybe just a delegation could have been sent. Maybe two or three people could have been sent. They say that we are sharing the burden, but Mm. there are some decisions that make it look as if it's just the ordinary Ghanaian that has to face all the problems. And Mm. so... It raises a lot of questions. Some decisions, because of considering these crises and stuff, they shouldn't have been made. All of us, we could have watched it because of the unity it brings. Just, the cost is just too much. And I think that you should have stayed here and then watched it together. Some um, Ghanaian youth on the Super Morning Show today raising concerns about government officials, MPs, and uh, going to Qatar uh, to watch the game. Now we are told about uh, some musicians also uh, being <laughs> going to Qatar uh, just to perform for the fans there. But let me bring you back uh, to Ghana. We are heading to the Ashanti region and nurses at the Mengshia District Hospital have called off the industrial action to demand the sacking of the Ashanti Regional NSS boss. They've also suspended the intended roadmap for a full-scale industrial action immediately to allow the committee set up by the National Service Secretariat to carry out its mandate. So earlier, frustrated and angry patients and relatives were forced to leave the Mensha Government Hospital after authorities began discharging them following the action by the nurses. Some of them have been speaking with my colleague Erastus Asaridonko. Yeah, my grandma is here. She's 95 years. So about two weeks ago, she had a surgery on her leg. So when they discharge her, she has infection on it. So Tuesday, we brought her back. And yesterday, the doctor drew a little surgery on her again. But today, they say we should discharge her. So we are taking her back to the house. We are pleading to them to come back. They swear an oath. So they have to come and take care of the sick people. If not even my grandma, the rest of the people here. We came here in the morning, we should discharge each and every patient, irrespective of the person's condition. Are, are we saying those people should go and die? Is it, is, is it the government we want? Is, is, it, is it the leadership we want? A verbal assault? Why should you drag this thing? So if it should take like three, four days and then people start dying, is that how, what you want? Well, let me bring in uh, the General Secretary of the Ghana Registered Nurses Association, Mr. David Tinkrantrum there, uh, on the phone. And you've heard the concerns raised by some of the patients. We're grateful uh, for your time, Mr. David Trum. Well, really, this is about, um, I could say, the shortest industrial action that we've seen um, in recent times. But really, did we achieve the purpose for which reason this action was taking? All right. Good evening to your listeners. Um, good evening to your well, we were approached variously by our stakeholders. We had letters written to us by even inpatients, some of whom are children. And we felt that the life of the ordinary Ghanaian was not worth Or if you like, let me see, let me put it that way. This way. The life of the ordinary is more important. So we needed to take such action. Indeed, we don't pride in going on strike. Don't forget that many of the people are not immune to this. But 
sometimes you have to take certain difficult decisions to save your profession. But Mr. Chum, at what point yeah. did you realize that the life of Ghanaians is not worth the, this kind of action? Because you embarked on it not, in spite of listen, all the calls not, before. Not the action, but the man. Okay, the life of ordinary Ghanaians is <laughs> more important than just looking at this man who went there and exhibited this workplace violence. So we have always known, okay, that it took this try to get major stakeholders to even condemn this dastardly act. We monitored social media. We realized that the Ghanaian was very sympathetic to our cause. And we also monitored the circumstances and the happenstances at Manisha, we sent people there. Patient relatives spoke for us and pleaded for us to come back. So we are only responding to that sympathy that was extended to us. We are going to resist any attempts by anybody fiercely to denigrate the nursing profession. We will go every extent to protect every nurse, every midwife in this country. But let's expand the conversation, mm-hmm. because this claim a workplace violence, which can happen to a doctor, can happen to a lab technician and everybody. We don't have to tolerate this kind of good behavior as a country. You cannot go to the bus terminal in London and even hail an insult on, on, on the, the one who is giving us tickets. Well, that, that point has, has clearly been made, Mr. Tinkran. It's been made, but the concern now is what then happens going forward? There was a suspension. Then you said you were not satisfied with it and still embarked on this action. Now you're talking about Ghanaians, uh, you know, collaborating with you and also being sympathetic to your cause, for which reason you've called off the strike. Uh, in the coming days, are we not going to see anything like this? Are you now satisfied such that there will be no action like we've seen today? Now, if you read our release, we captured a thing there that we are giving government, it's not the ultimate per se, but we urging the committee to be able to exercise action on this matter. It shouldn't take one month to investigate this issue. So by 16th of December, they should come out with their findings. We, our position of seeing the man dismissed has not changed. And as I said, we have taken this course of action or this route based on certain considerations. So we had emergency national executive committee meeting respond. And based on the appeal, based on the sympathy that have been shown by the ordinary Ghanaian, we felt that we needed to rescind this decision.
Okay. Well, we are grateful. That's uh, David Tinkranchum. He's the General Secretary of the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association there. They've called off um, the, the action today and um, they are giving government some days up to the 16th of December of the National Service Secretariat for some action to be taken in terms of their findings to be put out amongst others. But this is an issue uh, we'll be following up on. My colleague Irasa Sasari Donko was at the Menshia Government Hospital earlier today and we've heard from some of the patients who were affected uh, but uh, President Okufado has today hailed the planting for food and jobs market being piloted by the Agric Ministry. We know that the Ministry of Food and Agriculture started a pilot food, um, food market in November by arranging for traders to bring food items uh, from the food production areas of the country for direct sale to civil servants and the general public. While speaking at a 38th Farmers' Day event at Kufuridria in the eastern region, President Okufado indicated that the policy intervention has yielded positive dividends and government will continue to evaluate the situation for appropriate actions to be taken. Indeed, in July 2022, Cabinet set up an interministerial committee with a brief to intervene directly in the foodstuff market by buying food at the farm gate and transporting it for sale at urban centers. The Ministry of Food and Agriculture started the pilot food market in November by arranging for traders to bring food items such as plantain, yam, and rice direct to Accra from the production areas for direct sale to civil servants and the general public. Kono Chairperson, agriculture will continue to remain a top priority of my government. The massive investments made in the sector attest to this fact. The positive narrative about Ghana's support of the agriculture sector is that unlike in several other countries, Ghana is better prepared and has demonstrated resilience to the current adversities threatening to destabilize our food systems. This has been possible because of the sound pragmatic policies and programs rolled out at the inception of my stewardship. Our flagship program, Planting for Food and Jobs, PFJ, with its focus on improving farm productivity through the use of technology on farms, has succeeded in increasing our food security and open up new opportunities for diversifying agricultural exports by promoting six tree crops for future substantial foreign exchange earnings. President Ekufado then, the Minister for Food and Agriculture on his part, Dr. Oseyekuto, expressed uh, confidence in the initiatives his minister has put in place to ensure food security. He says there's abundance of food in Ghana and government will ensure that there's no food scarcity in the country. From our field visits so far, my assessment is that ongoing harvest will be good this year and our food security situation remain strong. The farmers and fishers who we celebrate today, have built this security by responding very favorably to the incentives provided by government under the flagship planting for food and jobs. In the five years, 2017-2021, the government of the Nadu-Damkwa Kufuado has provided nearly 2.5 billion Ghana cities in subsidies on improved seeds and fertilizers alone in the food crop sector. 
farmers were able to apply these two inputs to produce additional foodstuffs in that period, that is 2017-2021, worth some 48 billion U.S. dollar Ghana cities at the farm gate. 48 billion Ghana cities at the farm gate after inputting 2.5 billion U.S. dollars at Ghana cities in the program. This is how capable our farmers have demonstrated their contribution to food security effort of this government. Well, we can hear from the Minister of Fisheries and Agriculture Development, Mavis Hawakumsin, outlining measures put in place by her ministry to revamp the country's fisheries resources. While promoting value addition, the ministry has put in place measures to ensure sustainable exploitation of our fisheries resources. The ministry implemented the closed season for all fishing fleets. This measure is to ensure the rebuilding of overexploited fish stocks and recovery of depleted fish species. I have had discussion with my colleague ministers in Liberia, Cote d'Ivoire, Togo and Benin, and they have agreed to observe the closed season simultaneously with Ghana in 2023. Again, a ministerial directive effective first September to industrial trawlers have to change their gear to conform to new specification. This is to reduce the high catch of juvenile fishes and bycatch. Fishing and processing inputs such as fishing nets, 6,000 bundles of wear mesh, 20,000 bases and 5,000 outboard motors have also been distributed to fishers and fish processors in 189 communities along the coast. That's uh, the Minister for Fisheries and Aquaculture Development, Mavis Howard-Kumsin. So this year's National Best Farmer at the 38th National Farmers Day Awards Ceremony is a 43-year-old mechanical engineer, uh, Nana Yao Sapong Srebo. He hails from Asante Jabing in the Ashanti region. He has several farms across the region, including over 900 acres of oil palm plantation, 65 acres of cocoa plantation, 37 acres of cassava plantation, 36 acres of cowpea and several cattle, sheep and goats. He pledged to do even more in the coming years to contribute his part towards food security. Bio palm, 63 acreage of citrus, 65 acreage of cocoa. Demonstrated the need at business inside that is likely to motivate the young children to go into farming, notwithstanding the obvious challenges. He owns the Cerebral Farms Limited. The prestigious overall best farmer for 2022 from Ashanti Jobin, the overall national best farmer. Well, uh, we'll hear from Nanayao Sapong Srebo, but the Minister of the Eastern Region, Seth Kwame Champong, says his region prioritizes agriculture and has since increased the involvement of women and the youth in agribusiness. The Eastern region continues to prioritize agriculture by demonstrating a firm commitment to the improvement of the sector by increasing the involvement of women and the youth in agribusiness. This is evident in the region's outstanding performance in the implementation 
as a member of agricultural flagship programs, i.e. planting for food and jobs, planting for exports and rural development, the rearing for food and jobs, and one district, one factory, to mention a few. Mr. President, uh, your commitment to the sector has indeed signaled the dawn of a new era for Ghana's agriculture. And my region, your region, has and will always continue to contribute its quota to the success of these programs. That's uh, the Eastern Regional Minister, Seth. Kwame Echampong. So we know a total of 15 awards we're giving at the national level. It includes overall national best farmer. We've heard from, uh, we've been talking about him. And the first runner-up is the national best farmer also. And the second runner-up amongst others. They also had the national best livestock farmer, national best crop farmer, overall national best fisher, the national best marine fisher, national best inland fisher, and then also the national best fish farmer and national best fish processor. Well, in a separate development, former Minister of Trade and Industry, Dr. Echols Gabra is urging government to make the consumption of made in Ghana goods compulsory. He's been speaking to Raymond Akon up front yesterday. So the government of the day, using government of Ghana money, which is not my money, not your money, it's all of us's money, can patronize that company. So it's good that under NPP, a number of assembly plants have been established. That's good. But, and so they produce made in Ghana products. And I think it's the legislation and the inducements that are needed to support those made in Ghana products. So we had a fairly elaborate made in Ghana agenda and a campaign that this government did not follow through where there would have been policy initiatives. For example, if you decide that all secondary schools must eat made in Ghana rice, especially when they're using a a, a free free SHS SHS program, or all Ghanaian military, police, and other uniform services. Because they are uniform services, so they are also supposed to sacrifice for the nation when it comes to war and all that. Must buy food that are made in Ghana, principally from rice, cooking oil. I mean, the, the core items. Sugarcane would have been on the list if the NPP have also followed through with the sugarcane factory, okay. which they keep arguing didn't exist. Mm. Or was there. Of course, Pugabra, they're speaking to Remo Nakwa on our front. And that's a folklore music extolling the great Ashanti warrior and queen mother of Idrisu Yastantua, who fought the British during the colonial times to protect the golden stool. So with technology evolving and Western cultures becoming popular, the stories of Yastantua and many other Ghanaian heroes and heroines are no longer popular with young children. But one man is trying to change that narrative using animation. Animator Jesse Sonkwamil says he and his team came up with this project because they felt African stories have been left behind. He spoke on the Joy Prime channel. The whole idea is to even make it, um, you know, a lot more attractive, especially to the younger generation, because then you find them to be more, to be gravitating towards, you know, the Western culture. And and that's not really their fault, because that's what they've been exposed to. You don't find movies like this on on our screens. So you find a kid, like a typical example, we were recording in our studio, and we had to work with kids, and... You, it, would, it would interest you. They didn't know who Kwepa Nancy was. Aww. They couldn't even mention his name. They were like, Nancy or Aha, Ghanaian kids. But as soon as uh, our sound engineer started singing Frozen, they all sang <laughs> exactly. So we felt like this is really important because it yeah. helps change the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and that's Jesse Sunkwa Mills, an animator and the brain behind the Yasantua animation movie. We know that the movie premieres on December 10 at the Silverbird Cinema via Cromo. You may want to take a break from Frozen and get your kids to enjoy this movie and appreciate their culture. And that's how we wrap up the special Farmers Day edition of Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. I am MFA Apau. The sports team will be on your radio shortly for that big game between Cameroon and Brazil. Well, next year and um, the other coming years, we'll see how the black stars will shine. The other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.ga and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 We have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.alliance-gh.com for more inquiries. Alliance Life. We secure your future.
When everything works in your car, it all sounds so smooth. But when you replace them with inferior parts, it doesn't quite sound the same. Get original Peugeot and Citroen parts and expert servicing from Silver Star Auto, the official distributor for Citroen and Peugeot in Ghana. Visit silverstar.com.gh or follow us on social media for more details. This be more. Ghana Pay Mobile Money be more. But you why all this noise? Charlie, I download and register for Ghana Pay Mobile Money yesterday. Eh? Bro, I please send and receive money at zero transaction fees. Five airtime and data. Transfer money in and out of my bank account. And do so much more. I say, you sure? Senior, just dial star 707 hash to register for Ghana Pay. Or download the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or App Store. Me feel Ghana Pay Mobile Money raw. Ghana Pay. Your money, your way. This service is powered by gifts. Joy 99.7 FM.
And uh, the second game is underway. Ghana is out, but the World Cup continues here on Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Razak Musbar. And uh, it's a game between Cameroon and Brazil. Cameroon needed a, a win in this one uh, to secure that uh, the uh, advancement to the next day of the competition is a hurdle. Big, big, big tight for them. Will they, able, will they be able to surmount it? We'll wait to see how it works out for them. Ishmael Marty is here. He's going to be bringing you the commentary. And uh, we'll be doing this with him. FM and uh, well uh, all the ready the players on the field and uh, is the Brazil national anthem that's been played and you can see Neymar on the sidelines and uh, singing the anthem with great passion uh, and all of that we're going to take you through the lineup and uh, Ishmael will come and bring us the commentary of that very game here on Joy 99.7 FM here and uh, well uh, interesting. Well, I'm sure some of you are still reeling from Ghana's loss, but uh, we got to move on. We definitely got to move on. And remember, Azar. Quality product from the Azar group since 1921. Been supporting us. Azar. Number one. Sintes Ghana, a tough, a strong, a tough. Also supporting us in this, and you can see Danny Albert uh, in the starting lineup. Anthony, Manchester United's Anthony, also in the starting lineup for Brazil, who have qualified already. And only uh, need to secure that top spot for themselves.
change Brazil side, having already secured qualification up against another one of Africa's representatives, Cameroon. A game that Cameroon has to win to stand a chance of progressing to the next stage of the competition. Coming just right under the hills of that disappointing defeat by the Black Stars of Ghana. Quickly walk you through the lineups of both sides. Remember, this is the final group, Group H. Group G, I should say. Um, that has Cameroon, Brazil, Serbia, and Switzerland. For Cameroon, in terms of lineups, they have Devis, Ipasi, and goalpost. You already know by now that Onana has been sent home after that disciplinary issue with. The coach of the side. We have a back four of Collins Fine, Enzo Ebozi, Christopher Wu, and Nuhu Tolo. Vicente Abubakar leading the line after his goal and that game against Serbia has been rewarded with a starting place this evening against the Brazilians. Brazil, like I already mentioned, a very changed lineup. Edison in post, a back four of Alex Teles, Bremer, Eda Militao, and Danny Alves, who whose appearance today ensures that he enters the records book as the oldest player to have featured in the World Cup game. They have Gabriel Jesus leading the line with Gabi Martinelli, Rodrigo, and Anthony playing behind him. Fabino and Fred completing the lineup in midfield. For Brazil, it's a chance for the French players to prove that they can be relied upon when called into action as the tournament progresses. For Cameroon, it's victory or an exit from Qatar at just at the end of the group phase. And also a small story about very, very, very unnecessary record of 10 Defeats at the World Cup level, joining Mexico on that level for Cameroon if they should be beaten here today. Get player will resume, player will start, comments I should say. The Brazil sporting the blue jersey and Cameroon in your green outfits with red shirts. Match action described by me, Ishmael Marte doing this together with Razak Musbao, who's been bringing you all those build-up stories and the interesting statistics as the game progresses. Surely you can get more from him as game will progress. But quickly go to him and find out what we can expect from this game. Of course, also reeling from that disappointment of um, the Black Stars. Well, we haven't exactly gotten over that very close, uh, you know, disappointment from the Black Stars. And uh, we'll be hoping to, to see how uh, Cameroon fares in this one. They need a win to guarantee any 
you know, chance of getting to the next stage of the competition is a crucial one there. And Brazil already, uh, they have, uh, you know, uh, secured the yeah, round of Here 16 bet. Brazil already in the box, causing some havoc there. Gabi just on the ball. We're back to that start shortly, but Brazil have the ball. Anthony Wilson and Cross booted out at the back by Cameroon and Fedak led by Abubakar as ball rolls all the way to Alex Teles at the back for Brazil. They have the ball inside the center circle. Back to the statistics Musbal was bringing us. Yes, uh, I mean, Cameroon definitely need a must win after that dramatic 3-3 draw against Serbia. And you look at it, they've made five changes. Cameroon, five changes after that 3-3 dramatic uh, you know, draw against Serbia. Forward Vincent Abubakar comes in for Carl Toko Ikambe, while Eric Chupomotin and Brentford Bryan in Bobo both start and uh, Fulham's Andre Angiza also uh, appears to get a start there interesting so you look at their lam- uh, lineup five changes Rigo Song has made in there and uh, Brazil as expected they make a wholesale change to their lineup and uh, you can see it Edison comes in for Alisson Alex Telles and Danny Alves start along with Liverpool midfielder Fabinho and Manchester United Fred Gabriel Jesus start up top in place of Richarlison uh, with Antonio Rodrigo uh, also coming in for Rafina and Vinicius Jr. So uh, for Brazil, they want to test their French players, players who often are warm in the bench, are getting the starting you know, uh, place today for them. We'll wait to see if Cameroon can capitalize on that because that's exactly what Japan, uh, South Korea did against Portugal who rested quite a number of their players and uh, South Korea was able to get the all-important win there. So let's see if Cameroon can do that. We also saw um, Mer- Tunisia also get that victory against France after France um, rested their players. Unfortunately, that victory wasn't enough for Tunisia to go through. Paul Saki also be joining us as the game progresses. But we'll be going through that group dynamics again. Look at the chances for Cameroon. Look at the chances for Serbia. Look at the chances for Switzerland as well, who are also in this group. Yeah, it's interesting. And even in that game between France and Tunisia, uh, what I gathered is that, remember, Antoine Griezmann scored a goal that was ruled out for offside. What I gather is that that game was awarded to France as a draw and not a loss. That's what I gather, uh, you know, for my latest update. So we, we, will, we will try and uh, uh, get some further updates on that. It's, it was an interesting turn of event in that France, France game. You know, <laughs> how that goes ruled out for offside was not quite sure. But in terms of the dynamics, as you can see, Brazil have six points, Switzerland three, Cameroon one, Serbia one. And uh, what we understand is that Brazil require one point from their final game against Cameroon to clinch top spot. And uh, any of the other three teams could join them in the last 16. Second place, Switzerland must beat Serbia to guarantee their progress, while a point will be enough if Cameroon fail to beat Brazil. Now, Serbia and Cameroon both need to win their respective games to keep alive their qualification hopes. So, should both sides manage to get the win they need, uh, Cameroon have a slight advantage with a marginally better goal difference there. So, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. Switzerland need a win to guarantee their qualification. And Cameroon also need a win uh, to guarantee their qualification there. So, Switzerland, Cameroon, Serbia, all of them are in contention to advance with Brazil at a group G. There you have it. If you're a Cameroonian fan, you don't have to grab your calculator. Musbao will be bringing you all this analysis as the game progresses. Five minutes down, it's Cameroon nil. Brazil nil. Yellow card dished out to Tolo. 
Nuhutolo, first player to go into the books of the goalkeeper this evening. A little bit of skill by Anthony to go past him, but Tolo wasn't going to miss his man. Hacking him down. Referee gives him a yellow card for his troubles. Kosaki also joining in the commentary position. Um, also, I'm sure, pretty disappointed with the turn of events in that Ghana game against Uruguay. Exactly, and um, we all have to hold our heads up high. At least there were a few bright spots in the performances across the three games and very glaring you know, areas that we need to work on. But hey, it's, it's in the recent past and we wouldn't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who have a lot to say about the Black Stars' performance. Uh, driving to the studio, I was listening to Feng Tui on the news. You could clearly tell... <laughs> There was a lot of disappointment coming from him as he described the match action and the performance and, and, and the news report. A lot of people obviously disappointed as well. The, the report from um, Muftar as well from Qatar had a lot of disappointed musicians as well. Yep. <laughs> Black stars always igniting the passion amongst Ghanaians, whatever they play, even when they say they are not supporting them. Exactly. And in the, you know, the national teams are our heartbeat, right? I remember in 2009 when the under-20 team won the World Cup, there was actually a float that was to happen and it was even a bit of rain at the time. There was poor organization, but just riding on the morale of the wind, the float was just superb in the evening. So, you know, they, they are so close to our hearts, our national teams. The challenge to support another African side. Hopefully, this won't end in another disappointment. Cameroon on the ball, bringing it forward. Ebosi, Ebosi rolling it back inside their own half to Wool. Wool roll it to the right where Anguisa is. Anguisa bringing it infield. And then back to the back. Kundes. Kunde back to Wool. Wool at the back for Cameroon. Hits it forward. And Galemo hanging onto the ball down the right hand side. That's what you overlap is in space. Eda Militao is there to just slip off the danger for Brazil. Ishmael back for that um, interception by Militao. I felt the Cameroonians had a very positive spell of play. They progressed it right from the back, got into the middle, faced a bit of opposition, went back to where they came from, and they now found some space just in the middle. Unfortunately, they were undone by that interception. And Wiza to fight down the right-hand side of the Cameroonian defense. This pass infield is poor, and Gabriel Gisisu looks to break for Brazil. Ball in the center circle to Fred. Fabino forced further back. The ball is rolled to the feet of Bremer. And the back for Brazil. There's Adam Letao on the ball now, bringing it forward for Brazil to Fabino. Ball back to Militao. And then back to Fabino in the center circle. Headset to Bremer. And big news coming from the Brazilian camp today. One that Brazilians will not like very much is Neymar has been ruled out of the rest of the tournament following that his injury that he picked up in their opening group game against Serbia. 
that was very disappointing to hear and you know not only for Brazilian fans but those who love to see Neymar and his trickery because they feel he's the closest thing to Ronaldinho that happened to Brazil in a long while and um, it's a blow for the World Cup his quality is always brought to bear when he's in the team and Tite even gave him some praise that they were actually going to miss him last time 